Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back to Too Long Did Read It, everyone's favorite uncovering dissection. Let me move this. Let me move that. How can I burrow under and find the truth? Well, thank you for that introduction, Allison. Should we say who we are just in case people are joining us for the first time? I'm Gabe Dunn. No, that's so confusing. Well, it was more confusing when I didn't have this very deep voice that I have now. (laughs) I'm Allison Raskin. I'm Gabe Dunn. I'm Melissa Diamond Mons. And together, we're a (laughs) crime-fighting trio. (laughs) Together, we are the funeral home of Mons, Raskin, and Dunn. (laughs) And we're here to take care of all your dead needs. Wow, I started listening to a podcast about a very crooked funeral home director. Was he, like, stealing bodies? She was, or the yeah. one that was digging, is this the one, I don't know if it's the same thing, but I saw somebody that was um, digging up people's caskets and then like reselling them. Reselling the caskets? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. They're very expensive. Wow. Yeah. This person, it, it's, it seems like a wild ride what, what she's up to. And then and then she gave back this person and was like, this is your husband's cremation. And the wife was like, I don't think so. And then they had it tested and it absolutely wasn't. It was a woman. Oh. It was a woman and it included like metal and no. like all this weird stuff that shouldn't have been in there. You know, with cremation, you're always going to get a little bit of somebody else's body in there because they can't That's completely true. clean it out. Oh, really? Yeah. I almost brought from Reddit, but I thought, no, it's too weird. But there was an, a, a thing in um, our Ask Funeral Directors that was like, if you put popcorn kernels in a dead body and then put it in cremation, will the popcorn pop? What? Yeah. Because it's going into a furnace. Oh, no. But they said no. It would just incinerate the popcorn. Yeah, I was going to say it's so too hot. Yeah. It's too, too hot. hot. But that was a very funny question. Is it? Is it? It's inventive. <laughs> I'll say, yeah, uh, inventive, yeah. That's the word for it. Do you guys understand how most things work? Because I don't. No, I don't think we're missing. What? Like, I don't know how, like, construction works, like, how they build a house or, like, how. That's why there's professionals that know it. You don't have, like, a base idea of how things get built? Or, like, how sound works? Like, how do we record sound? That's bananas. (laughs) Allison, I take that as a general curiosity and appreciation for the mysteries of life. And, and a, a, yes. a, a person who is thinking about like, wow, isn't it crazy and beautiful that we have, we have all of this stuff? I think that sometimes I'm like, 
wow, the earth really like happened. Like we really did all of this to like be here. That's so wild. We like invented money and like, and like time and, and like decided to live in homes. Like this is bananas. Like how do they build a bridge? That's, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You never did the experiment in, uh, well, you probably wouldn't remember if you did. Elementary school where you. In uh elementary school, you take like uh, spaghetti sticks Spaghetti, dried spaghetti, and like uh, marshmallows, and then you had to construct it. So then you knew how the structure worked. Mm-hmm. Oh, to build like a a little amateur bridge. Mm-hmm. I do have some memory of us doing stuff around a bridge. I don't know if I made one though, but yeah, I don't remember a lick of it. Yeah. Well, that's so they have why... to go into the water. They have to go in the water and put the yeah the yeah. legs down. Yeah, yeah. People die. Wow. And then most of our bridges now raggedy as hell. They all need to be <laughs> redone. No, it's don't very tell true. Me that. It's very true. What? What was that big? Yeah. Remember, there was that like I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to explain it. It was something where a bridge like fell apart, and it was like they really knew that it was they. they a lot of things that are falling apart, the people know that it's not a good situation, mm-hmm. and they just like. Either run the inspection and go, yeah, this seems bad and do nothing. Or yep. they're banking on that it will be more expensive to fix than it will be to clean up after um, a disaster, which is like inhumane and and sick. Correct. But it's like oh that's the re- that's the usual situation. I know we live in a capitalist death cult. Yeah, I, I need to, I keep seeing things about like late stage capitalism and what that means. And I need to explore what like where we're headed <laughs> you should also look there's a subreddit not to bring it back around called our boring dystopia which will give you a lot of information about that maybe i don't need to know lately i have been feeling a little like i just want to be out of it yeah I what have i that. constantly been saying people that are dumb have better lives i'm taking a little break let's say from a break from thinking a little break from thinking yeah i love that <laughs> But uh, I'm not taking a break from reading bonkers Reddit posts. And this one is from the subreddit True Off My Chest. Okay. So I'm I'm assuming maybe there used to be one just called Off My Chest, but that one wasn't true. Hey, you're understanding Reddit. So this one's called True Off My Chest with a whopping 2.2 million members. And I think that this story might, might rile you guys up. Okay. OP writes, I'm getting married in two weeks and I am totally screwed. I literally need to get this off my chest. I feel like I'm going insane. My fiance, Sarah, 28 female, and me, 34 male, Mm -hmm. have known each other for about six years, engaged for one. I'm just doing the math. She was 22. So Mm -hmm. that's interesting. Please continue. Mm -hmm. Our wedding is scheduled to take place in just two weeks. And I just witnessed something that is making me feel like I am making the biggest mistake in my life. Uh Uh-oh. Tonight, Sarah and I were taking a rare opportunity to relax at home. Sarah was in the kitchen making dinner while I was out back working on one of my projects. We live on acreage and I am building a pagoda slash fire pit in the backyard that we were planning on using this fall. Anyway, as you do when you're doing heavy labor, I got thirsty and came back to the house to get a drink, where I see Sarah at the counter preparing dinner and talking on speakerphone. 
I recognize the voice instantly as my brother-in-law, Marty. Now, this is where my brain gets totally twisted. Okay. Marty asks Sarah where her sister Evelyn is as he's been trying to get in contact with her and she's not answering texts. And I hear Sarah say to him, she just left here. She should be home in a half hour or so. It should be noted that Evelyn is Marty's wife of five years. Okay. I have to admit that I didn't immediately register what she had just said mm -hmm. because I went into the kitchen and grabbed a glass and asked Sarah, what was that all about? And she responds with, Marty was looking for Evie. I see her texting and I ask her, what are you doing? And she says, I'm texting Evie that Marty was looking for her. Anyway, I pour myself a drink, sit down, have a sip, and then finally, my brain starts to work. First off, I heard Sarah tell Marty that Evelyn was here. Evelyn was not here, and the last time we saw her was yesterday, when she came over to work on some last-minute wedding decoration stuff with Sarah. Secondly, why is she texting Evelyn and expecting a response when I distinctly heard Marty say that Evelyn wasn't answering her texts? Mm. Lastly, why the hell would she tell Marty that Evelyn should be back in 30 minutes unless she either knows where she is, then why did she lie, or she is right now in front of me texting her to tell her to get her butt home quickly? Mm -hmm. The only conclusion that I came up with is that Sarah is lying to Marty about the whereabouts of her sister, Marty's wife, and is probably warning Evie that Marty will expect her home in half an hour. I then spent probably the next five hours concocting various explanations for this behavior, some decent, some downright horrible, and playing them back in my head. I wanted really badly to ask Sarah about this, but at the same time, if what I think is going on is going on, then I doubted I'd get a straight answer. Mm. Which brings me to an hour ago. I woke up around 1 a.m. to use the toilet, and I couldn't resist the urge to check Sarah's phone. We both know each other's pins, so this wasn't a difficult thing to do. Anyway, I grabbed the phone, retreated to the bathroom, and unlocked it, and yep, it was exactly what I was afraid of, and probably what most of you were expecting. Sarah's sister Evelyn has been having an affair for about six months with a co-worker, and Sarah has been helping Evelyn cover it up for almost that entire time. There are literally hundreds of texts between them discussing it, discussing the co-worker, discussing sex stuff, really embarrassing things about my brother-in-law, and probably uncharitable, just stuff that makes my stomach turn, and here is my soon-to-be wife going along with all of it without batting an eye. Mm. I took some screenshots of the entire thread, put the phone back where I found it, and then retreated to my home office to find myself here, typing it all out on Reddit, simply so I can avoid the primal scream that wants to come out of my mouth right now. Mm. Then there's more about him just, like, being upset. But that's the gist of the story. And I wanted to get your thoughts on, like, would that action of your fiancé be a total deal-breaker for you, even though they're not technically the one cheating? Well, it's interesting because is... Um... He note that she was saying anything negative about him, just that the sister was saying negative things about Marty. But so you might think, oh, well, she, you know, she loves him and she's and, and Sarah's not saying anything negative about her partner, but it means she has the capacity. It means that she doesn't she doesn't see anything wrong with that. She even if she does see something wrong with it, it's like. She, there's no texts that are like, hey, Evie, like, I, I don't know. Maybe you should consider not doing this. You know what I mean? Like, I think – because I could see someone saying, 
well, your partner loves you and like it's she's not cheating and like stuff like that. But in my mind, I would always be like, well, if she has the capacity to talk about that, she won't see it as wrong. It's normalized. We talked on this show before about remember that person wrote in and was like all my friends cheat on their partners or whatever. It's really just what is normalized in your circle. And that would make me feel like it's dangerously normalized. Yeah. I think the OP should have asked yeah. though instead of just going in the phone and then ask, get the answer, and then look to see if she would lie to him. Ooh. That's a great idea. And also if she would say, maybe she would say, I know, oh my God, I just, I've been so broken up about this. Thank God. Okay, I've been, I didn't know what to do. And I bet, you know, like maybe it's like that. Well, I'm glad that we're all in agreement that we would leave Sarah immediately. <laughs> yes. No, I wouldn't leave immediately. I need, I want to just catch lies. And then so then I have receipts about why I'm like leaving. Got it. Well, you have the receipts. You looked at you her do phone. Have rece- but like you haven't confronted her with like what you did is wrong yet. Like mm-hmm. I want to get mm-hmm. her perspective before we're leaving. Yeah. But her perspective is probably like I'm not the cheater. Yeah. And that's fine. But wild. I need to hear it first. I think she didn't necessarily think he was going to overhear. I think she just was like. He's not going to ask me about it, or it's but not going to sound suspicious. But she knew that the sister wasn't there 30 minutes ago. He's been at home. Yeah, but what was she going to do, hang up on Marty? I guess she could have hung up and then been like, oh, sorry. Or you could have been like, she's planning a surprise for Marty, and I didn't want to blow it. Like, mm-hmm. she could have given her, her fiancé yeah. a cover story. Yeah. Okay. I did have a friend that was uh, cheating with another friend, and then were using me as, like, and I didn't know until later they were using me as an excuse for like, they would like hang out with me and like, that's what they would tell their significant others, but then they would leave and cheat. And then their significant others thought they were still with me. Whoa. How'd you find out? Because I just noticed how differently they were acting around each other. And I was like, those two are fucking. And then I asked them. And they told you? Yes. Did you stay friends? No. I'm not friends with them at all. Yeah. That's a shitty thing to do to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Ooh. God. Not even have you in on the lie? That's so risky. Because they already knew how I would answer the lie. I would have already ended the friendship, and then they wouldn't have an excuse anymore. Oh, my God. Get a different friend. <laughs> Get a life. shitty friend. <laughs> yeah, find a Get a morally person. dubious friend. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hi, everyone. Allison here. Anyone who knows me well knows that I love to read. I am always looking for new books, and that is why I am so excited that this episode is sponsored by Book of the Month. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. It was so fun for me to get to pick which book I wanted to read this month and have it shipped right to my door. Book of the Month makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick some of the best 
new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you can't go wrong. Every aspect of the Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. They have a highly anticipated release at the beginning of each month. Books are delivered in this really adorable bright blue box. And there's a fun app to help you pick your book and track your reading process. They also offer great values on new release hardcover fiction. It's much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free. And with a loyalty program, you get rewards and even lower prices the longer you stay as a member. My first book from Book of the Month was The Husbands by Holly Gramazio. I am tearing through this book. It is so fun. It's basically about this woman who one day comes home and there's a husband in her apartment and she's like, where did you come from? And then she figures out that every time her new husband goes into the attic, a new husband comes out and she's, she's like shuffling through all these different husbands from the attic trying to figure out which one is the best. It is right at my alley and I love it so much. So if you want to take part in book of the month and have a brand new book shipped right to your door every single month, go to bookofthemonth.com and get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That's $5 off with code PEDALS. I cannot recommend this enough. Turtles All the Way Down is the acclaimed number one bestseller by John Green, author of The Fault in Our Stars and Paper Towns. Turtles All the Way Down is now streaming on Max. NPR named the novel a, quote, sometimes heartbreaking, always illuminating glimpse into how it feels to live with mental illness. Aza Holmes never intended to pursue the disappearance of fugitive billionaire Russell Pickett, but there's a $100,000 reward at stake and her best and most fearless friend Daisy is eager to investigate. So together, they navigate the short distance and broad divides that separate them from Pickett's son, Davis. Aza is trying. She's trying to be a good daughter, a good friend, a good student, and maybe even a good detective, while also living with the ever-tightening spiral of her own thoughts. Turtles All the Way Down is a brilliant novel about love, resilience, and the power of lifelong friendship. As someone with OCD, it is so wonderful to see OCD represented in an incredible book. I think it is so important that we talk about mental illness, both in our own lives and through narrative. Buy your copy of Turtles All the Way Down in stores today and catch the movie streaming on Max. We have entitled people. We also have confessions. We have sad cringe or we have ask HR. What do you guys want? Um, I already know that I'm going to hate it, but I still want to go there because it will make me cringe and I would like to go to sad cringe. What about you? Okay, Allison? great. Oh, that was the one I didn't want to go to because I didn't want to feel sad, but it's not I support. Sad. It's not sad. Okay. Yeah, it's embarrassing to the. Pr- okay. So sad okay. cringe is a place for awkward or embarrassing situations that also make you feel sad. Please note the sad <laughs> part of sad cringe is in reference to when something makes you feel sad. It's not about calling someone else out for being sad. Okay. So it was recommended that I post this here. Found one of my two-week notices I gave to my boss a while ago thinking it was hilarious. Embarrassing as hell now. I can't believe I did this. And then it's a printed out uh, like paper that's stapled. Uh, and it's in like big, not comic sans, but it's in like a big obnoxious font. I think that's Ariel. Yeah. And it says, dear so-and-so, 
This is my formal notice that I, Autumn, will be working my last day at blank on October 5th, 2019. It's been real, Autumn. Also, it's is not capitalized. Then it goes into a short story. Quote, I need to put my two weeks in, Autumn said to Angela as she lit her cigarette. She inhaled obnoxiously and whispered, you're never going to make it. They'll always be back. This is God's country. She flicked her ash and laughed maniacally. Oh, manically, sorry. Also, I think it's time you know, me and Jeremy are having an affair. My gayness was a front. You'll never be the cougar I am. I'm a stone cold fox. The end. To be continued. Preview. Ha, Autumn scoffed. Do you really think there was anything between us? Why do you think your girlfriend left you? Yours, Beldrong. No, Angela screamed, falling to her knees. And that's her two weeks notice. What What is this? Yes. I love the comment. Why did you print this in font size 72 over three pages? Now, as someone who has bipolar disorder, this reads pure mania to me. (laughs) This is a manic decision (laughs) that you think is so funny um, at the time. And uh, it was amazing. The first comment says, what does any of this even mean? And then the OP said, inside jokes layered upon inside jokes. Actually, that's not that's not even the OP. Never mind. That's just somebody that's online right now. So you don't think that like they were really having an affair and like any of the details of this short story were real to this workplace? No, I don't think so. But I think it reads like when you're quitting a Papa John's when you're 17. Like it doesn't read like, you know, like it doesn't. Re- it's like, oh, I have to quit the GameStop. I'm I'm 15 years old and school is really important. Like this is not like I'm at a job job. <laughs> Autumn said, the OP said, my boss, who I was pretty close to, she was the one who needed a notice just to put it in the system. So I don't think anyone else but my coworkers probably saw it. So I, you know, I always say to myself, there were no signs that you were trans. There's no signs. There was nothing to indicate, right? A friend of mine who uh, I was like very close with in probably like, uh, basically like ages nine to 13 we went to summer camp together, but there was one summer where I went uh, a different semester than her. So we were writing each other letters and I was maybe 14 or 15. And in my head, one, I was so closeted as gay. I, nobody could ever know I was gay. I was so closeted Two, Oh, there's no signs you were trans, whatever. She sends me these letters. I'm genuinely gagged at what's in these letters. They are shocking. Okay. One, in one, I literally write, I hate this, some, some person or something. I hate this thing so much. I wish it could suck. I wish I had a cock so it could suck my cock. You wrote that at 14? Yes! <laughs> Wait, I'm going to find you. I was g- gagged. She was, she was also like, I can't believe how fucking gay these are. I was like, I'm sh- shocked. There's like one part where I'm like, um... I'm talking about how everyone gets to make signs for their bunk. And I was like, I'm such a freak that I'm going to make my sign say, I would hook up with every character of, no, I would hook up with every actor in Harry Potter, including Emma Watson. That's how freaky I am. And I made that the sign on my bunk. (laughs) In my head, no one will know that you're gay, Gabe. This is so closeted what you're doing. What? (laughs) I also, I also wrote, constantly about how I was going to marry her, how she was my girlfriend, how I was writing to her because I was obsessed with her. This is to your friend? Yeah. 
Okay, this is one part. Oh, yeah. Amy Nichols, my bunkmate, is writing you also. And she's like, I'm writing Jess Gordon. And I screamed, I loved her. I would, I love her. I would marry her if she was a boy. And everyone just looked at me funny. Maybe they think I'm a lesbian. LOL. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? These are so insane. I'm like, it's the funniest fu- fucking thing. Also, like, I was so that, that girl. I love scaring people, but I'm insu- but I'm not insulted. I guess something about like I like being weird. Okay, this is to Jessica. Hopefully, I will call you. Also, I emailed from the hotel too because I'm a psycho stalker who is in love with you. Did she end up being queer t- as well? No, absolutely uh, not. Could no. have been a nice love story. It would yeah. have been. I have to tell you some stuff. I'm a bad person who is going to hell. I miss you so much. I can't write what happened in a letter because after the last UFO incident, the government reads my mail. Okay, that's pretty funny. I was like, is that funny or really paranoid? No, it's just funny. Amy Nichols is going home, which sucks my cock, but I don't have one. But if I did, it would be sucking right now. One, write me. Two, Amy's leaving. Three, write me. Four, I don't have a cock, but I wish I did. Five, write me. Six, write me. Okay, I'm obsessed with you. I love you. XOXO love, Gabby. What? Remember that time? I don't know. It was a long time ago, and I was like, we were just bantering back and forth, and I said something like, were you ever even in the closet? And you said, not really. And I think this sums it up right here. (laughs) Like... You thought you were. (laughs) I really thought I was. Can I just tell you, as I'm writing this, I'm like, if anyone ever found out I was gay, I would simply pass away. There is no way. Good thing I'm being so closeted. Yeah. I wasn't actually in love with her, I don't think. I don't remember. You definitely were. You had some type of feeling that you couldn't put a word on. I want to shag every Harry Potter cast member, including Emma Watson. I guess I'm a freak like that. LOL. Oh, yeah. you said shag. Because they're British. Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. And Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging. Oh, Did yeah. you ever read that book series? Yeah. <laughs> it was this amazing book series <laughs> about this, like, British teenage girl. And it, the first one was called Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you all about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. 
This is your chance to give her a way to share them. Right before I found out about this project, my mom made an offhand comment about wanting to write a memoir because she had such a wild childhood and there are all these things she's never really talked to us about. But asking someone to sit down and write a memoir is kind of daunting. So then I got her mylifeinabook.com and now she's getting prompts to answer on a weekly basis and it's a lot easier than just undertaking an entire memoir. I'm so excited to see what my mom does with mylifeinabook.com because she's someone who doesn't always feel comfortable just sharing about herself, but having these prompts and knowing that I really want to hear her answers is going to inspire her to probably share more with me about her life and her upbringing than I've ever been shared with before. So I'm so excited for that. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code just between us at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code just between us for 10% off today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. I have another post from the subreddit Tumblr. Okay. Oh. Yes. Work. Which was very big, I think, when I was growing up, but I was never really on it. I was. Oh wait, I no, was. I did. I did have a blog called Oi that I would post to every day, but I don't think anyone read. It was wait, on Tumblr. I, I saw it. I think it was on Tumblr, but I never used Tumblr. I never like like engaged you with were it, using other it than like live like, journal. I was using it as like a writing exercise where I had to post every day. Anywho, this is entitled Lawful or Chaotic, and it's a screenshot of a Tumblr exchange where someone writes, My biology professor has such a chaotic energy about him. Last week, I went into his office hours, and somehow we ended up on the topic of gay marriage. He said that when he lived in Texas, they changed the law to define marriage as between a man and a woman in a house of religious worship with the intention to have children. So he filed his taxes as single, and when they called him up like, you filed married last year, he was like, you changed the law. I was married by a judge in a courthouse, and I have no intention of having kids. And they told him, you know who that law was for. And I guess he hung up on them and did not, in fact, pay taxes as a married man that year. I love that. And then someone else said, this is like how Sweden stopped classifying homosexuality as an illness because people started a campaign of calling in gay to work. I remember that. I remember that, too. <laughs> I remember that. Malicious well, compliance at work again. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, do you? It also is talking about the D&D &D, uh, uh, alignments of, like, chaotic good, lawful good, lawful evil, lawful neutral. It, like, mentions that in the post. Um, and do you guys know your D&D &D alignment? No. I didn't know that that was D&D. &D. I've just used it as like writing assignments. Oh. I okay. I didn't know it was from D&D &D either. Yeah. Well, if you are a fan of this show, write in and tell us what D&D &D alignment you think each of us are. What do you think I am? No, we got to let the people. Oh, got to let, let the people the, Let's know. let the people decide. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What are all the options? It's lawful, chaotic, neutral, and then evil, neutral, good. 
And then you got to do the yeah. So it's like matches, it's lawful evil, chaotic neutral, chaotic good. But it's it doesn't sound it sounds bad to be like something evil, but it, it's not. Or like chaotic sounds bad. Like it's it's different. Okay. I I have had two that people have called me in my lifetime, um, but I'll I'll let the people decide. I've got <laughs> we'll let both the y'all decide. locked right here. You know, what will it you is? tell me after? I'm very curious. Gabe, you want to share one more? Um, yeah. Do we want Ask HR? We've done a lot of marital strife ones, but Ask HR has Let's some... Let's do... Mar- you pick because you read them. This is our confessions. Get that nasty secret off your chest or simply use this as a place to vent. See the unfiltered opinions of strangers. As opposed to the rest of the internet where they're filtered. Okay. Our confessions. I confess to my guy best friend. He rejected me even though he gave so many signs. How? I think this is, this is, Allison's going to have thoughts. I have been best friends with this guy for the past five months. We did everything together and I started to develop a crush on him, mainly because he started to give me so many signs. Then my crush grew more and his signs became more intense. For example, we had this thing that every day for more than four months, we would send each other song recommendations and put them on a playlist. He said he wanted to spend the Christmas holidays together. He went on holiday and called me the minute the year changed. He invited me to his house constantly for hours and slept over to mine a couple. We watched movies together for the whole night. He said he would be very bored without me in his life. We sent good morning texts almost every morning. He got me a present. He opened up to me. Each time he went to the gym, he called me to come out of my house to say hi because he was passing by. We talked and analyzed our day. We have matching keychains. We did Christmas shopping together. We went on bike rides. We danced at a party. He said he wants to cook for me. He invited me on his family trip. There's so many more things about it. All my friends asked me how we weren't together. And I told no one about my crush because I didn't want to be delusional. A month ago, he was showing me something on his phone, and I saw that he was talking to a girl he saw romantically last year. I was disappointed, hurt, and kind of angry, so I told myself I will get distance from him. I didn't manage to do it because he insisted on seeing me every day. So then I realized I have to confess how I feel so that if he liked me, we could be together for real, and if he didn't, I would be able to get over it. I confessed yesterday after many, many tries. He told me he doesn't see me that way, and because we are such good friends, he can only see it in a friendly way. I was not shocked. I kind of expected it, but I was sad. After being very sad, I started wondering, what the heck did all of the above things mean? How can they be just friend things? I would never do that with a simple friend. What's done is done, and I have ruined the friendship. I just wish I could know how someone does all these things and not have the possibility they could mean something more ever cross their mind. How? I can see where this this is like all delusion. Here's my one sticking point. Do you know what my one sticking point is? No. What? If they're such good friends... Just best friends. Such best friends. Why didn't he tell her that he was talking to someone? Yeah. Why Um, wouldn't he mention that? If they talk about everything in their life, they talk about everything and they're just friends. They're just friends. Why wouldn't he casually be like, oh my God, so I'm talking to Jessica again. Curious. Interesting. I think sometimes people have really strong connections with someone that doesn't fit the criteria of the person they want to date. And so then it's like, well, this isn't who I intend to date. This isn't the type of person for whatever reason that I see myself with romantically. But I don't want to deny this unbelievable connection that I have with this person. So they'll just be my best friend. Mm -hmm. He knows. He has an inkling. He's not oblivious. He knows something was up and he knew the whole time. And he did some, even if he wasn't admitting it, because what he knew not to bring up to her that he was talking to someone. 
Um, there's an update here that I think is interesting. Update. He just texted me that he talked to his guy best friend. He told him that his friend thought he also had a crush on me and wanted to ask him if there's something more going on. Of course, he explained the situation and that I confessed. His friend told him to say sorry to me. He apologized and I told him he has no reason whatsoever to apologize because he did nothing wrong. We are talking now and I'm going to see him together in a group setting. Thanks for the replies, the ones I agree with and the ones I disagree with as well. Yeah, I think that just for whatever reason, he doesn't view her as like, girlfriend material mm -hmm. that's just like a sticking point and like you don't want to try to force something with somebody like that but i also think that sometimes people just one person views it as a friendship and one person doesn't but that is like a pretty intense level of friendship for adults to be having you leave the gym and you call them every day that you're leaving the gym to say hi like you literally see this person every single day you're talking to them all day long like this is a lot there is no friend in the world that I want to be talking to all that time and seeing in every freaking day. That's too much. Unless we are also boning. You can also, <laughs> you can also love bomb in a friendship. And I feel like this was some love bombing. Look, I do think some people have really intense friendships. Uh, like that, like I feel like my sister talks to her friends every single day and probably sees them at school pickup every day and like very enmeshed. But I think like when you are of, of, when it is a setup where, like, you technically could be, due to your sexualities, attracted to each other, like, then that needs to be a conversation uh, that happens at some point. Like, just, like, clearing the air of, like, that's not what this is. Um, or, like, what Gabe said, like, talking about your dating lives openly. That's the um, thing. But letting it go this long without ever addressing it is, I, I think you kind of have to address it at some point. Yeah, but, and I want to go back to the thing you said about your sister, like, if she wasn't doing pickups every day, would she see them every day? Or is it just a situational thing? This person is going out of their way to see. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but some people are like really close with their roommates. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, but, but it definitely, it, it's a shitty situation. And I just hope that the OP just distances herself because Agreed. it's like, it's not, not going to be worth it. To, I know, but it's not worth it to keep this person in your life. It's going to be too painful. Agreed. Wow. That's a good one, though. That was a really good one. Thank you. Oh, thank God. I come here hoping that I have brought something worthwhile. <laughs> well, now do you, uh, we got to do Reddit or not. Do you want to play? Can you, can we look up, actually, this is a problem I'm currently having. Can we look up, is there a safe way to pop your ear if it's been, like, what's the worst thing that could happen if you pop your, if you, if you try to pop an ear that's congested? Uh, do you want, uh -huh. I, I can tell you how to fix it, though. How? Peroxide. Put peroxide in your ear. That's so In close. your ear? That's yeah. so close to your brain? You can feel it too. It tingles. That's also a way no! to clean out your ears, but it, but yeah, putting it in there, laying on your side. So close to the ear, brain. And then you roll over and let it drain out, but it'll pop your ear. Uh... Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of posts about this uh, in, in life pro tips, how to pop your ears safely. Here's my concern. One, I'm about to get on a plane again tomorrow, and I'm worried that it'll pop on the plane and I'll, like, be dead. Or two, if I try to pop it myself now, I'll blow my eardrum and I'll also die. Put peroxide in it. I think you should go to a doctor. <laughs> right <laughs> before now? You get on, yeah, like, before you get on a plane. No, I don't have time. Just go to urgent care. For what? For them to pop my ear? For them to give you something for your ear. You might need medication or, like... 
uh, something. You don't want to go on a plane with bad ears. Well, if you're listening to this, we'll know what the outcome is. (laughs) (laughs) On that potentially terrifying note, thank you all so much for listening. We will be back on Wednesday with a full episode of Just Between Us that you can listen to ad-free on our Patreon at patreon.com slash justbetweenus, or you can listen to a really good chunk of it for free on any podcast platform. And we'll be back on Monday with another full episode of Too Long Did Read It, which you can access ad-free and with video on our Patreon and get all of these goodies for only $3 a month. Bye-bye. Bye. Just Between Us is a Gallison production hosted by me, Allison Raskin. And me, Gabe Dunn. Produced by Melissa D. Montz and Diamond Mprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Brendan Burns composed our killer theme music. Join our Patreon to watch full episodes and listen ad-free. The link is in the description. And make sure to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Discord, and Reddit. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.